1: Radio. And we are live today. Fix-It Radio, Crankers Car and Truck Show, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard. So if you're familiar with the Arvada, Westminster, I guess even South Broomfield area, you'll know where we're at. Easy to find. Uh, really, 100th in Old Wadsworth. If you get there, you'll find us. It's really easy to see. So come by, say hi. If you've got a car you want to show, come by with that as well. All the proceeds are here to benefit the the FW, of course, so come by, and we really appreciate seeing you. It's post 1111, the American Legion, I should say, American Legion 1111, that's what we're here for. So come by, say hi, bring a car, uh, bring the kids, bring the family. Beautiful day today. If you haven't been out and about yet, uh, you need to. It is absolutely gorgeous outside one of our, what, we, what you call a Chamber of Commerce Day here in Colorado. So, again, we are at the American Legion, post 1111, and it's at 100th and Old Wadsworth. So uh, come by, say hi. Uh, and and always love doing that, get to shake hands and all of that with all of you that come by and do that. So uh, please do, and uh, we would encourage you to bring a car, too, if you're able to do so as well. Joe from Jersey, what's going on?
2: Not much, John. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm just great, thanks. you. So uh, uh, you wanted me to talk about replacing an over-the-range microwave, huh?
1: Yes, let's have do you, it.
2: Have you ever done one?
1: Uh, I have, but it's been a while.
2: <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let, me, let me talk about some of the key things. And the first thing you want to do is a uh, form factor is probably the most important decision you're going to make. And here's why. Almost every, uh, behind almost every stove, you have a tiled backsplash to keep grease off the wall. And that tile is going to stop. What they do is when they install cabinets and microwaves in a new home, they install the cabinets and the microwave first. And then the tile guy tiles up to the bottom of the microwave and the bottom of the... Right. Uh, Of the cabinets. Now, my wife wanted, well, I I really like these uh, space saver, you know, shallow ones.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
2: I said, well, you know, if you do that, we're going to have, because the new one won't be the same form factor, you're going to expose about eight inches of other sheetrock that has holes in it. And she said, well, why is there going to be holes in it? I said, because. There's a mounting bracket that is bolted to the wall, and when we take that mounting bracket off, not only is it going to be exposed untiled sheetrock, it's going to be exposed untiled sheetrock with big holes in it. And she said, oh, I guess we don't want to do that. So
1: No, you would not. No, I mean, that's... you can, but as you know, then that starts into this, uh, this whole, okay, where do we stop project? Right, and for, and for the
2: same reason, by the way, you don't want to get one of these larger ones. Now, a, a, what I'm going to call a standard or full-size microwave is 29 inches wide, fits into a 30-inch wide opening, 15 and a half tall and 15 inches deep. Now, some of the, the large, and those are like a 1.6 cubic foot. You see some of these two or 2.2. 2. Well, if you look at the dimensions, they're taller. Instead of being 15 and a half, they they're 17. Well, here's the issue. You're going to run into almost every microwave uh has a bracket on the wall where the back edge clips into. And right. And if you get one that's taller than the old one, then you won't be able to use the old bracket or the old bracket location, and you're going to have to mount a new bracket, and that new bracket is going to have to mount to the tile, and you're going to have to drill through tile uh, to mount it. So I'm going to suggest that unless you really, really need a bigger microwave, go you know, stay with the same form factor as the one yeah. you had.
1: Yeah, uh, that and that as you know, Joe, and, and I'm guessing most people by now know this. There's only like one of a thousand microwaves out there, by the way.
2: Yeah, it, it, they have different names on them. You know, some have the GE label, but it, they're essentially all the same I went to Lowe's, and John, you, you go down the go down the the aisle, and they're all identical except for the labeling on them. You know, true. No, what I
1: meant is just the different sizes and shapes and how they fit and. Uh, you know, to your point, you know, the above-the-stove versus not and having fans and not, I mean, again, there are many, many shapes and sizes, and to your point, making sure that you're replacing with like-for-like like will make your job a lot easier.
2: Right, and even when you do like-for-like, like, in my case, I took out a GE, and I put in a GE, and you would think that, now, even though the uh, the mounting bracket on the wall was in the same location, it was not compatible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Not exact, right?
2: Not exact. And and typically the mounting brackets, you know, they run horizontally along the wall, and they typically have a bunch of fingers, and the back of the microwave has a bunch of slots, and you hook the slots in the microwave onto the fingers on the bracket. Well, Mm -hmm. the fingers, no, the one I took out, I think, was 16 years old. And the fingers, even though it was a GE to GE, the fingers on the old bracket were not in the same spot as the slots on the new microwave, so I had to remove mm. the old bracket and reinstall the new bracket in exactly the same spot, but again, the finger spacing, the little tabs mm. on the new bracket, mm-hmm. we're in a different location. Um, so for
1: somebody that's, that's, you know, maybe a novice and hasn't been through this, how do they determine all the things that you just mentioned?
2: Well, first, take some measurements, you know, and again, measure your microwave, and then Without even going to the store, if you go on Home Depot or Lowe's, yeah,
1: go online. You know, yep, great point.
2: Go online, and they will, and you can click on every microwave has the dimensions. Yep. Uh, you know, every microwave shows the length, width, height, depth uh, dimensions. Yep. So that's important. Some of them Maybe. will even
1: give you some pictures. Cause I, I went through this not long ago, not on an overhead, but just replacing the microwave that I have. We have a built-in one, which is a whole nother conversation because same situation you got to make sure that you're fairly exact or all of your trim pieces don't fit like it's supposed to and you know on and on we go and in my case i had to do like for like identical because otherwise nothing would have worked out correctly and i tried to cheat and do some other things that that weren't exact and it's just it it wasn't going to happen so i ended up having to go back to the exact same thing to to your point and, and i also know joe from doing that that in some of them not all some of them are, are better at this than others. Some will give you even sort of a picture of the mounting and the, the back of the microwave and so on. Now, they don't all do that, and sometimes you've got to go to the manufacturer's website to find some of that. Some of the big box stores won't actually have those, those links. But if you do enough research, you can typically find some of the things you're talking about without buying it first.
2: Right. And uh, one of the important things, uh, and I think this is almost standard now, when I open the box, they give you two templates, one is the back wall template to show you exactly where to position the mounting bracket. Gotcha. that's important. So you put the template. So mm-hmm. you take the template, um, and you, they, they oversize it slightly. So you trim the template so it fits perfectly between your two cabinets. And then you slide it up so it touches the bottom of the overhead cabinet. And then you, you know, scotch tape it. And then it shows you exactly where to, you know, where to mount the, the new bracket or where the screw holes for the bracket will be. And then there's another paper template that goes on the bottom of the cabinet. Uh, because uh, most microwaves are held in by the rear bracket, which is just a clip in place, and then two two suspension bolts that come down from the cabinet above. Um, and in my case, I was hoping that the holes and the screws that were used for the old oven would would come right down. And nope, uh, GE decided we need to move those uh, mounting holes about four wow. inches from where they used to be. <laughs> so. Uh, I had to tape the new paper template up to the bottom of the cabinet, mark it, and then you drill it. And by the way, when you drill it, you drill it with a slightly oversized drill, and they tell you to do this
1: uh, okay. so you get a
2: little little wiggle room on the bolt. Right. You're, in right. In case you're not precise. You know, I mean, if you're well, because
1: you're never going to be exact, as you know.
2: Yeah, if you're off by an eighth, if you drill it just the size of the, the bolt, and you're off by an eighth of an inch, you'll never. Good luck. You'll never
1: That's, luck right. That's it. right. That's right. That's right.
2: So, you know, they, they tell you, you know, uh, use, I think a three-eighths, and, you, you know, you, uh, a quarter-inch would have been good. They tell you three-eighths. That way you got a little wiggle when you put the bolt down through the hole. You can wiggle it and find the uh, the, the female opening in the front. Anyway, so let's go back to the beginning. So you want to take your old microwave out. Well, most of them just have two bolts that come down through the top of your cabinet
1: mm-hmm, into the front mm-hmm.
2: frame, top front right. frame of the microwave. Right, right, right. Um, Now, if you have a deep cabinet, you ought to be able to open the cabinet, and you ought to see the receptacle and the plug in the wall, and so you can unplug the plug. In my case, when I opened my cabinets, I didn't have a deep cabinet. I had a little five-inch deep cabinet with a false wall that was basically used as a spice rack. And don't ask me why. It's supposed to be fancy. But but anyway, so I couldn't see my plug um, because of this false wall so i mm. couldn't get to the plug until after i dropped the microwave then i could reach up behind the false wall got
1: it got and, it and
2: pull and pull the plug but you mentioned the fan by the way um, almost all microwaves can be configured to eat if you have an outside vent if you have ductwork and an outside vent above your stove um there's there's a, a fan or a pair of fans that can rotate the discharge can rotate and if you have an external vent you need to take the cover plate off the top of the microwave and then rotate the fans in the up direction, and then connect. And they give you a little adapter bracket, and you connect those your blower fans to your external duct work using the adapter. If you don't have an external vent, you have to make sure, and they tell you to do this. You take this cover plate off and make sure that the recirculating fans are are pointing forward towards the front front Got discharge it. of the microwave. Got it. Now they all have. So it'll available. push
1: it because so it'll push it back out, is what you're saying.
2: Right, because you've got, uh, you've yep. got like these yep. metal, uh, metal grease filters on the bottom of your microwave. So if you're cooking, you know, you're going to run the recirculation. It'll pull the smoke up into the bottom of the microwave, you know, through those little metal grease, fan, uh, grease filters. But then it will exhaust that air out the top front of the microwave instead of to the outside. So you don't want to get it all installed and then find out that you have the fans pointing in the wrong direction. That would, gotcha. that would kind of ruin your whole day. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So now, now a question on that: When people are looking to do the replacement, Joe, when it comes to you know finding the right microwave and all of that, are there? Do they all have the option? It's been a long time since I've done an over-the-stove one. Do they all have the option to vent to the outside if you have a vent, or are some of them strictly only going to push it out the front? John, I didn't find one that didn't have the top vent
2: option. I'm not saying there okay. isn't, but okay, uh, every one I looked at could be configured either for external or recirculation. And in my case, it was recirculation. Um, okay, and, and perfect. You can, and you can basically tell when you turn your microwave on, uh, well, first of all, if you, have, if you don't have a shallow cabinet, just open up and see if there's any ductwork up there. Um, ah. The other way is just yep. up, turn, your, turn yep. your vent on and see if there's any air coming out of the top front of the microwave. Uh, but you want to make sure you're configured for whatever. And conversely, if you have an external... Uh, if it ships from the factory in a recirculation configuration, you need to, A, take the cover. There's a shut-off plate on top uh, that you need to remove and then rotate those fan discharges vertically if you have an external mm. discharge. Okay. Um, so let me go back to taking it off. So you undo the tall bolt, two bolts, and you want to have, some, unless you've got a couple of very strong people, you want to have some sort of support um, about that's just three inches between the stove and the microwave you need to let it drop down three inches but not more than three inches so i had a little flat toolbox that i used and with and i put a couple of pieces of two by four on top of it which to make up the gap Mm -hmm. so you undo the two bolts and that lets the front of the microwave tilt down now it's still hanging on the on the from the wall on the on the back bracket but it's just hanging there and it's tilted down and then what you do you and a strong friend now that it's been the bolts have been removed, you basically just lift up from the back. You lift it up a half an inch, and that lifts it up off those fingers so that are on that back wall right. bracket,
1: like, like a no little claws. Moves.
2: Just claws. You just lift it up and then pull it forward, and it's free. Um, now, in, in my case, as most people with a 16-year-old oven, you're probably—I mean, unless you're really lucky—you're probably going to have to replace that old bracket. It's unlikely. Yeah. It's be. Compatible.
1: Yeah, good point.
2: But uh, hopefully, and by the way, when you put the new one in, you want to make sure you put it in to a stud, to studs, because it's, right. it's holding the weight the microwave.
1: Yep, yep. Uh,
2: and, and there should be studs behind there. If you can only find one stud, make sure you use a big uh, toggle bolt. Uh, if you've only got one stud, make sure you're into one stud, and then uh, you know a good a good toggle bolt. I wouldn't put a plastic. In, I wouldn't trust a plastic anchor. I would, uh, you know, I put a big uh, agree, agree, uh, a big,
1: a big uh, yeah, because they're, they're not light, as you just said. I mean, it, it, you know, if you you got to be a pretty pretty strong individual or have some help, and they're just kind of awkward and they're not the lightest of of. Th- I mean, they they're they're dense. I don't know anything to say it. The electronics and the things that are there to actually make it do what it does are very heavy. Just the the uh, what do you want to call it? The transformers, the devices inside that actually make the microwave do what it does. They are very very heavy.
2: Yeah, in my case, I think the microwave was probably 40 pounds, 45 pounds, somewhere in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't bad with two of us lifting it, but, you know, it, it's not a job I'd want to do by myself. Um, right. And then again, right. the reverse was true. Um, you know, we took the uh, the toolbox out of the way, and then we lifted the new one, uh, tilting forward, back edge, lower back edge in first. You know, it hits the wall, then down and lock it into mm-hmm. that bracket. Right. Then you tilt it up and then you put the two bolts in through the cabinet which by the way had to go through two different holes than the old one so then you just tilt it up. Uh, you put you put the two bolts in and with an electric drill by the way they're really really long bolts i mean they've got to be 5 inch bolts sure and you and you just sure. put those long bolts in and with a drill and and you, it'll just snug nice. up right to that upper cabinet oh and in my case because i had the false wall before i did that i had to reach up uh when we hooked it on Don't the back plug bracket in. Yep. Yeah, but when we actually, even before we hooked it on the back bracket, I had to reach up, plug in the plug behind the false wall, and then we hooked mm-hmm. it on the back bracket, and then we tilted it up mm-hmm. and installed the bolts. And, John, I'm going to say it was only about, with two of us, 45-minute job, you know, nice.
1: which not nice. not that bad. Which isn't too bad. Not, no, not too under bad. Under an hour, that's not bad.
2: No. And if I was going to do it a second time, John, we probably could have done it in 25 minutes. You know the first one always. Right takes
1: now one. you've done it once. Yeah, that's right. So uh, to your point, one of those one of those items where you really don't have to pay somebody to do that. This is a way to save a little money. I don't know what they get to do an install. I, I've never had that done, Joe. So I don't have any idea. But I'm guessing you know they're going to come out it, it, and charge it, you probably I don't know 150 200 bucks, right?
2: Oh no, because they're going to send two guys, John. So you're talking now the microwave uh, is only uh, about a 220. Point. It's only a 220 microwave, but they're going to charge you 250 at least. Uh, yeah, so
1: now, you, yeah. So you doubled the price.
2: Yeah. So now your two hundred and twenty-five dollar yeah. microwave is a five hundred dollar
1: install. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So, so yeah, you, it, easy enough to do yourself. Is your point?
2: Yeah. Uh, and and there's a bunch of YouTube videos that uh, describe everything. Yeah. I, I just. Yep. But again, number one thing is form factor. If yep. it's all possible, stick with the same form factor. Otherwise, you're going to wind up either trying to drill through tile, or you're going to wind up with this big ugly piece of sheetrock with holes in it above
1: your tile and
2: that Great point. Nothing you want to do. So,
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's- Good stuff, Joe, as always. Appreciate you.
2: All right. Take care, John. Right. Bye-bye. Hey, man,
1: you do the same, Joe. Have a great weekend. Hopefully it's as nice in Jersey as it is here. Again, we are live at the Crankers Car and Truck Show, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard, American Legion, post 1111, and don't forget September 11th on Monday. Kind of coincides with what we have going on here today, and again, great car show, and a fair amount of people so far. We'd love to have some more. As always, uh, we can even fit a few more cars in here. So if you don't want to bring a car by and actually show it off, feel free to do so as well. And uh, there's plenty of time to still get here. I'll be on air until one o'clock, and the show goes till I think around two o'clock or so. So you're again still more than plenty of time to come by and check things out. Again, three uh, our number three o three. 477 5600. Any questions you've got when it comes to things around the house, any fix up stuff, questions you might have? i got a few more topics I'm going to cover today as well. Text line 307 200 8222. 307 200 Don't forget, our new sponsor we've got Raise Tech Concrete Lifting. If you've got any kind of Concrete where you've got some settling, it could be inside the house even, could be your basement pad, it could be the garage, it could be a driveway, it could be a stoop, it could be the sidewalk, whatever happens to be where you've got some settling, maybe it's now even become a trip hazard or you've got some drainage issues, whatever the case, uh, Chadrick Gardner, he would love to help you with all of that. He's on our website, fixitradio.com, but if you want to call him directly, 970 682 5129, 970 5129. Raise Tech Concrete Lifting. And again, anything that you need along those lines, give him a call. You'll hear some commercials running here in the next few weeks, but I want to introduce him one on one here for just a little bit to make sure that you guys all know what to do. And there really isn't anything, uh, I shouldn't say that he can't lift. I mean, there are some limitations depending upon how things look, the condition of the concrete. But here's the thing about Chadrick. he'll tell you up front, yes, we can lift this. And, yes, this is what it will look like when we're done. In fact, we could lift that, but really your concrete is in such shape that we ought to just go ahead and do a complete tear-out and replacement. He's got folks he can recommend for you on that as well. So uh, point being, if you've got any questions on this at all, have him come out and look at it first before you make any decisions. He'll help you through that process of making decisions on what to do. So, again, 970 682 Five one seven nine, And don't forget Stack Optical, one of our great sponsors as well. When it comes to eye care, eye wear, they can do both. So eye care as in the exam, making sure that everything with your eyes are what they need to be. You should be doing that on an annual basis anyways, and Stack can do that for you. And then whatever you need when it comes to eye wear. Some of you guys that are looking for some special type lenses where you're looking for safety glasses or you ski or you ride a motorcycle or whatever the case may be, and you're looking for something that is unique to you and specific to you, Alan can make that for you as well. So Stack Optical, 303-321-1578. Again, we're live, Cranker's Car and Truck Show, 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard. Come by, say hi. This is Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560.
0: Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720 500 if you currently have a low rate on your mortgage but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours now is the time take aim 7208950500 get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment 67800 a month we can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money all with a low blended rate take aim 7208950500 locally owned and serving colorado since 2001 let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving 67800 a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298191 regulated by Door Equal Credit Lender.
1: We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass.
3: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Leuenberger with American National Insurance now at 303 6620789 That's 303 6620789
4: Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home.
5: Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment That gives new roof performance without all
4: the new roof costs. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof.
5: Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head.
1: All right, we are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Don't forget, Drive Radio will follow as well. We're live at the American Legion Post 1111 Cranker's Car and Truck Show. And uh, there's an auxiliary bake sale here as well. There's breakfast burritos. We've got biscuits and gravy, burgers and dogs. Sorry, Charlie and Larry. Uh, There's some raffles as well. And all of the proceeds benefit the American Legion Charity. So, please, if you get a chance to come by, uh, not only to enter your car in, if you've got a nice car you want to show, but just to come by and visit and say hi and get a few things while you're here, and, again, whatever you buy, those proceeds will benefit the American Legion Charities, so we appreciate them having us out today, and we've been here many, many times, by the way. This is not our first time here. We've done this annually for, gosh, uh, even before COVID, so we've been out here pretty much every year for quite some time. Always a good time. Today is an absolutely beautiful Gorgeous day, and I know a lot of you may be going up to the CU game or watching the game or doing different things. Don't forget to come by here with whatever you're out and about doing and say hi. Check out some of the cars we've got and and say hi to us as well while you're here. Uh, we would uh, appreciate that, by the way. All right, I got a few more things to talk about today as well. And, Joe, thank you again for calling in and talking about microwaves. And that's not something I don't think, uh, honestly, I don't think I've ever covered anything along those lines. Appliances in general are really kind of their own animal, and what I've learned through the years is, as Joe said, it's true whether it be a microwave or a stove or a washer and dryer even. Do your measurements first. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard over the years of somebody going out, they like a particular item, they buy it, they never thought to measure everything on the front side, they get it home, and now all of a sudden a remodel project ensues because they didn't measure things on the front side and they like what they bought and they don't want to take it back and redo it. So I can't stress enough to look at everything on the front side, take all your measurements, height, depth, width, the whole nine yards, making sure that whatever you're buying will go back into that space that you already have because, no, they're not all the same. Uh one of those things where somebody's like, Warren, well, aren't they all the same? No, they are not all the same. They are not created equal, I guess you could say. Lines are open. You're welcome to call in with a question, 303-477-5600. All right, this time of year where we're looking at doing a few maintenance things, and one of those may be, and Joe sent me this a few weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I thought I'd throw this in today, and that is garage door maintenance, specifically The springs above, which most people don't think about lubricating the garage door springs. It's just not something most people do. And there is a way to do that correctly. And there are some YouTube videos and things out. In fact, we'll put some links up uh, today on the website that you can then go look at and determine how to do that. If it's something you want to do yourself, it's typically very, very easy. Now, you can also lubricate other parts of the door and should be at the same time. Anything that's moving the hinges that hold the panels together. And you need to be really careful and look at what needs to be lubricated because a lot of times they've got almost like pipe inside of pipe is the way the hinge is made, and you got to lubricate those things up Properly, You can typically hear even when something needs lubricated. There's also, uh, of course, the rollers themselves. Now, some of the new rollers, if, depending upon how new your garage door is, look at those. Some of those don't need as much lubrication as they used to. They're urethane rollers. They've done that differently from what it is has been in the past, sort of cleaning things up. So just go through and look at your door, determine what it is, what parts need lubricated. And they do make, actually, a special, and you can get this at all of the big box stores, a garage door lubricant. I believe even Napa carries some of this, and it's more of a graphite-type grease than it is like WD-40. WD-40, by the way, is not something I would use on lubricating the garage door it's fine initially but wd-40 does more of a breaking loose of things that are there and not necessarily a long-term lubricant is probably the best way to say it's not a penetrating oil either so you don't use it in that way but it's not necessarily a long-term lubricant and it will actually go away over time where a actual grease or you know graphite type spray in grease will stay and will last much longer so I would specifically get a, uh, a regular you know, garage door uh, lubricant if you were going to do that correctly. Also look at do you have a chain or a belt drive on your opener. That also needs some lubrication in the same manner. So, and again, the way you lubricate that is get a ladder out, run the door up and down, make sure you're in a place where your ladder is not going to get knocked over by the door coming up. So you want to be at the back end of the door opener, not the front end of it. And you just would lubricate the chain much like we used to do in the old days with, you know, bicycles, motorcycles, things along those lines. So that makes it very easy as well. But if you've got a chain-operated garage door, which a lot of folks do, that's something else you're going to want to take care of. Now, a lot of the newer doors use a belt-type system for the garage door. And if that's what you've got, that's a different situation and really don't want to put any lubricant on those. So don't lubricate your belt drive system if you've got – there's different brands out now – that have that genie did it for genie used a screw drive actually for years and years but a lot of the late model newer garage door openers uh, now will have a belt drive system and just like the belt on your car we want to keep it oil free so there's nothing you want to put on that at all and typically there's no maintenance needed that's the nice thing about using a belt drive they're quieter and they just work uh, very nice and, they're, and they're, they're non-maintenance as far as that goes now something else to consider As we head into winter, and this is something that I did an upgrade on a few years ago. Again, something we've never talked much about, and that is the door opener itself. There's a lot of door openers now that are made where you can uh, work them without even having a remote control with you. You can use the app on your phone android or iphone and actually control your door that way so even if you're not home you can open and close the door and it'll tell you if it's open or if it closed it has that ability to know these new openers do on top of that they make openers now that have a built-in battery backup so that if the power goes out the door will still open and close it's a very nice feature if you've got maybe you know a three-car garage or in a two-car garage with two separate doors and you've got two openers you wouldn't necessarily have to put that on both doors just put it on the main door that that you use all the time and have the battery operation that way so that no matter what you've always got the ability to open the door and close it and by the way it'll tell you also whether the power has gone out on that or not but point being even if the power goes out you can still get the door open and close and by the way it'll cycle numerous times so it's not like it's just something you're going to open it once or twice and you can kind of tell when it's operating off the battery versus power because it will not operate as quickly as it normally would so Again, just another uh, kind of another piece of advice when it comes to the the newer door openers. And they're not as expensive as they used to be. It kind of goes back to our conversation with Joe on the install of the microwave. Uh, Frankly, if you can put that microwave in that Joe just mentioned a moment ago, you can actually put a garage door opener in. They're not that difficult to do. Most of you have already got a door opener that's up. It's a matter of removing one opener and then putting the new one in, and it's really not that difficult. So just something to think about if that's something where you thought, hey, I'd like to have the newer operation and uh, have it be you know quieter. Uh, for those of you, by the way, that have you know bedrooms and things like that that sometimes are over the top of the garage, those belt drive units become so much quieter, you hardly hear the door open and close. And if you get all lubricated properly in that, yeah, you really don't even notice much when it comes to that. But it's that time of the year where you want to go do a little bit of maintenance. Now, the other thing you want to look at when it comes to the lubrication of things is check all of your door locks, deadbolts, hinges all around the house. There's another another item where while we're lubricating the garage door, you might as well go through the rest of what you've got and get that all lubricated up as well. That includes, by the way... The locks, cylinders themselves, you can shoot a little bit of that graphite grease in there, get those lubricated up as well. As we get colder and we get into winter, things that have been on the kind of the edge as we get further along, of course, we get into winter, that becomes a bigger and bigger issue. So if we're going to get some maintenance done, let's go ahead and do that now, not later. Uh, any questions along those lines, by the way, even when it comes to some of what I just said, 303 no, I do not have a relationship with any, you know, door opener company, Uh, Chamberlain. uh, There's a bunch of different brands that are out, uh, and most of them have, and I'll look this up to make sure that I'm accurate in what I'm saying here. The opener that you want to make sure, or the app, I should say, that you want to make sure things are compatible with is called a MyQ. MyQ. Liftmaster, I believe, has that uh, as well. So just double-check and see. Uh, you know, what's available, what works for your door. Uh, there will be differences, by the way, on openers, depending upon if you have a 7-foot tall door or an 8-foot tall door. That's another thing. We're back to Joe's conversation earlier about measuring things. You also want to make sure you measure out your garage door and whatever you're doing with your opener, you're getting the correct opener as well. So just food for thought. Uh, again, really quick, we're at the American Legion post 1111, 9959 Wadsworth Boulevard. It's Old Wads, I should say. If you go to New Wads, 100th and New Wads, you will not find us. You've got to get over to Old Wads, which is uh, essentially uh, half a mile or so east of New Wadsworth. It sort of angles Wadsworth in this part of town, is angling back to the west. So old Wadsworth on this end is further away from new Wads than when you come off of, say, 92nd, for example. You're much closer to... Uh, old Wadsworth to New Wadsworth down there versus at a hundredth where we are right here. But either way, you can come in off of 104th. You can come in off a of 92nd, go to Old Wadsworth, and we're going to be not halfway in between. We're really closer to the uh, 104th end because we're at 99, of course, 99.59. But the Cracker's Car Show. We've also got uh, motorcycles out. We've got old cars, newer cars, you name it, come by. If you haven't entered your car, you can still do that. We've got plenty of room to have you do that as well. Just come on in. We've got a registration table. Get registered. There's going to be a raffle a little bit later. We've got, of course, music. Breakfast, burritos, biscuits and gravy, burgers, hot dogs, there's raffles as I said a moment ago, and all of the proceeds today benefit the American Legion charities. So, and, and my good friend Louis, he's always the one that uh, pretty much organizes this and has me out. Has us out, I should say. And he's my pinstriper as well. So if you want to see some great pinstriping, Louis uh, always got some samples of what he does. And if you ever need a pinstriper for a project, you've got signage, anything along those lines. Louis's my guy. I can always give you his number. So if you want to know what that is, just let me know, and I'll get you guys in contact with one another. But he's my guy. He pinstripes all my cars. And uh, you'll see some of his handiwork out here today as well. Somebody also said, don't use silicone spray on hinges and locks. Yes. You are correct on that. The silicone spray will just dry things out. It really, you know, it's a temporary, temporary fix. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of silicone spray. Unless you're putting it on weather stripping and things along those lines, then it's fine. So thank you, by the way. That is a good tip on what you use to lubricate with. And no, we are not going to use silicone spray. So thank you for that reminder. Yeah, if that's what you're using, don't. If you have a choice between it and WD-40, use WD-40. Don't use a silicone spray because of the, the things that we just talked about a moment ago. So, guys, we'll be right back again. Don't forget our new sponsor. If you've got any concrete that needs leveled up, we've got raised Tech Concrete Lifting. Chadrick Gardner, he'd love to help you out. 970 682 5129. And if you just need an estimate, an idea, a quote of what to do, Chadrick will come out, take a peek at what you've got going on, give you an estimate, and you can take it from there. Again, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.
3: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium, while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303 662 That's 303
4: 6620789 Summer hailstorms have returned with a bang, leaving roofs across the front range in need of repair or replacement. You need to know what options will be best for your home.
5: Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners maintain their roofs through hail or shine. We work with any insurance company to get your damaged roof the replacement it needs. However, if you are looking to get more life out of your current roof, we also offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the
4: new roof costs. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. If you think your roof has been a victim of hail, Contact us to set up your free inspection and receive an honest evaluation about the condition of your roof.
5: Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to roofsaversco.com to keep a durable roof over your head.
1: We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass.
0: Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720 500 locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500, affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298191, regulated by Door equal credit lender.
6: Premier Home Remodels is the full-service remodeling company for your individual needs. Remodeling your home does not have to involve tearing down your entire house or even half of your home. Premier Home Remodels will work with you on any remodeling idea you have, regardless of the size, as they want to build long-term relationships with all their customers. They can help you complete a small remodel now, even if it is only your kitchen cabinets, while assisting you in planning for the future home you want when you want it. Premier Home Remodels will guide you to your end home goal and will incrementally work with you towards your dream home. With Premier Home Remodels over 50 collective years of experience, they can handle any size remodeling project, and they want to earn your trust by offering a free consultation and evaluation, so you can decide together what is best for your home. To start the conversation for your home remodel, go to klzradio.com remodel.
1: All right, we are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560, and it looks like our good friends from Novus just pulled in. I think Kent is here with his Camaro, so there's still folks driving in. So if you want to enter your car, you can still do that. We've got plenty of time. Cranker's car. And truck show American Legion Post 11119959 Wadsworth Boulevard. Uh, Larry, by the way, uh, mentioned a moment ago. If you're not supposed to use silicone on those locks, what do you use? Go back to uh, go back to the graphite grease. Similar things that we're going to use around the house. It's a good thing to have some aerosol graphite grease kicking around for locks. Now you can also do. Back in the day, they made graphite in. Kind of a little blow-in tube where you could, you know, blow it into the lock as well. If you've still got that, that works as well. I just don't know as, as, if that's as, as readily available as it used to be. But a graphite-type grease is what you're going to want to use, of course, not silicone, as we had somebody text in. The other thing uh, uh, Charlie wanted me to remind you all of, of Tech, our concrete lifting uh, service now, uh, Chadrick Gardner, it's not mud jacking. He has a better way of doing it than mudjacking. Not saying mudjacking is all bad, but mudjacking, which I didn't know prior to meeting Gardner, never fully dries. In fact, if you've got any kind of water underneath and things that are still maybe washing, uh, that mudjacking could actually go away with some of that water that would still be there. The product that Ray's Tech uses that chadrick uses does not wash away it's permanent it's not going anywhere it's a urethane product that hardens and it fills in the voids it's not going to go anywhere that's what allows it to push the concrete up of course and that's how he can lift things up and he measures it with a dial indicator to know exactly how far up things have come so again folks uh whatever you need when it comes to that please please uh, let let uh, let him know somebody also just texted in and said don 't forget to mention on Apple phones and tablets they need to have the iOS updated. There is a patch uh, for the fax or sorry for the fix, for the hack slash breach that potentially happened I believe on Thursday. I think most everybody 's probably had notice by now, but don 't ignore that notice there'll be a pushed out to you and that 's true with any time there is any kind of an update on any of your mobile devices, of course, if they're telling you to do an update, yes, it's a yes, go ahead and do it. It fixes these things. Some things come up later uh, down the road. You know, you know, things are are, are found out, and they build uh, a patch, I guess you could say. Uh, that's the best way to say it. There's patches that are then made. They push those out, and you have to do an install to make that happen. So, yeah, don't forget to get those updated. If you haven't done that by now, please do so. That came out, I believe, on Thursday, so if you haven't done it by now, please do so. also had a very nice lady stop by as we were here on air, and again, we're live at the American Legion Post 1111. There is a event coming up December the 16th, and I'm going to save this and talk about this a little bit more, probably even during the week. It's the National Wreaths Across America Day. That's December 16th, and there's the ability for you to sponsor a wreath that would, gen- that would then go into certain um Uh, cemeteries I should say across the country and you can actually donate and have a wreath at the Lafayette Cemetery which is just north of where we're at right now and there's the ability for you to donate and make that happen. There's all sorts of ways to make this work, from just an individual wreath at $17 all the way up to a corporate wreath where you can uh, sponsor tons of these if you'd like. So there's all sorts of ways to do this. I'll I'll take pictures of all of these and give producer Ann all these copies, and we'll make sure we get these up on the website as well. So remember, honor, and teach is the theme, national wreaths, W-R-E-A-T-H-S, so wreaths across America Day. I know I'm on remote. I don't sound exactly the same as I would in studio, so um that's why if you notice me sounding a little bit different. No, I'm not sick. I don't have a cold. I don't have any issues going on. I'm just on remote and it does sound a little bit different. And you'll hear a few cars rolling in and out as well today. Don't forget, American Legion post eleven eleven. We're at the Crankers car And truck show. So, again, kind of going back to that lubricating around the house. Find yourself a good lubricant, sort of a general purpose. Make sure it's got a little graphite, which most of them will. And you can literally use that for most anything that you've got around the house, from the garage door to different hinges to things that you use. Frankly, even on your car doors and things like that, you'll find multiple uses for it. Uh, The door lock, uh, the latch, I should say. All of those things, that grease would work fine for. It will not get... It will not get uh, gelled, if you would, when things get cold. That's one thing you have to worry about some of the grease products is they could even gel up when things get super cold. So where you use those, you have to be careful. Now, that particular grease I'm mentioning you'd be able to use pretty much anywhere. So, uh, again, you can pick that up at most of your big box stores. You can get it. Napa has it as well. So, And I know they're not a sponsor of Fix-It, but they're my big sponsor on Drive Radio, and I never mind giving them a plug. So if you're out at one of the, one of their parts stores and you want to pick up some of that, they'll have it as well. And that's a product they've been selling for years and years and years. So, uh, again, appreciate you all listening. Fix-It Radio. Don't forget the website, fixitradio.com. Great place to go. One thing that I saw that I was going to talk about even during the weekday show, and I just never got around to doing it, and I have not checked As of late, this came out about two weeks ago, and I haven't done any checking to see where this has gone. But the Biden administration is now wanting to crack down on yet another home appliance. This time, it's ceiling fans. So the DOE, Department of Energy, wants to make ceiling fans more energy efficient. Now, what does this mean for you all? I don't know. Uh, one side of the political spectrum is fighting against this, while the other side is trying to push this through. Where is this at? I have no idea. This will raise the price of ceiling fans, of course. Um, the new rules would save households about $40 over the lifespan of a new energy-efficient fan. Now, my gut feeling is it's going to raise the price of the fan by more than $40. So at the end, I'm not really sure where the gain is here. So, uh, again, this is... Typical of government, trying to get in and fix something that, frankly, doesn't need fixed. This increased equipment, by the way, will total about $86 million for the manufacturing side per year. So, again, I don't think the $40 over the lifespan of the fan uh, justifies messing with any of this. I will find more information out about this in the the future and come back to you and tell you, kind of like the generator thing we had a discussion on a few weeks ago, Uh, I will let you know where this is going and if there's anything to this. I do not know at this point, but I will keep my eye on that and find out. All right, I've got a few things here. I thought I could squeeze this in. I was going to do this a few weeks ago and just didn't get a chance to. Ten things you should never do with a magic eraser. So a lot of you use them. Charlie and I use them around the studio. They work great in certain areas, but you do have to be careful. In fact, at the station... Uh, we've got a, you know, Formica top that I sit on and sit at, and that's how we do all of our work at the station. And even with it, if we get a stain or something, I'll use a magic eraser, but you got to be really careful on that particular surface, especially because the magic eraser can do damage if you're not careful. And that was one of the first things in this article I found. Uh, family handyman is some countertops. Magic erasers can, can work wonders on some things. But not on others. So be careful on what you're using it on. And if you're ever worried about it, find a little kind of obscure corner someplace and work on that first and see is it going to do any damage. And that will tell you what you can do in other areas. Stainless steel. Yeah, it can actually make it look more dull when it's done because it's going to scratch it a little bit. So if you've got a nice shiny stainless steel sink and you use a magic eraser on it, it's not going to look the same when you're done. The outside of your car. Yes. Now, there are times where a magic eraser can work on removing certain things on the car. But again, you have to be really careful because if you're rubbing too hard, it can almost be like sandpaper on it. And it can take some of the sheen or some of that shine away that's on the car. It's going to take the wax and anything that's on top of it off as well. So you've got to be a little careful when you're getting into... Uh, the magic eraser on the outside, the paint of the car is what I should say. And really be careful if you're using it on any of the vinyl pieces, plastic, things like that, because it could very easily do damage to that as well. So that's another area on your car where you got to really be careful with a magic eraser. It's not a one-size-fits-all, so really pay attention to that. Nonstick pots and pans. I'm guessing because of the same issue we're talking about, that's a surface that you don't want to use a magic eraser on, and you don't want to damage that nonstick surface. So that's one of those areas where you just want to use a you know, soft sponge, something along those lines, because you don't want to damage that. Uh, collectibles. Yeah, if you, just like we're talking about with the car and countertops. Because a magic eraser will tend to take some of the finish off, you got to be careful that you're not damaging one of your collectibles when you're trying to clean things up by using a magic eraser. On a collectible, I mean you might have an old clock, you might have an old matchbox car, you might have an old whatever. You're trying to clean some of the things that maybe has gotten on it over the years, I would advise doing something other than a magic eraser because of the things that we're talking about. Wood surfaces. Yeah, do not use a magic eraser on wood. Again, it is abrasive. Unless you're trying to take something off of the surface of the wood and you're not caring about what that looks like, but if it's got a shellac or a sheen on it and you're using that on even a you know wood wall or a a piece of furniture or something along those lines yes the magic eraser uh, will do damage to that much like the next one is glossy paint finishes again if you've got glossy paint on the wall think about the car If we use a magic eraser on the car, we're going to have to bring the sheen back up. Now, on cars, that can be done because it's built in and it can be polished up and made to shine again. The paint on the wall, that's not going to happen. If you take the sheen off, you're going to be repainting or touching up that section of the wall. And in this particular picture, it shows some crayon or something that's actually been uh, put onto the wall and they're using a magic eraser to get it off. Well... You may get that off, but you're still going to be touching up the paint when that's all said and done because that's not going to come off. Now, if that's the goal is to go ahead and just get things scuffed up, roughed up, get as much of that marking off the wall as you can, you're going to touch it up anyways, well, that's a different situation. But just know that if you use a magic eraser on any kind of a glossy finish, even the trim work that you're going to find, which is typically always in a gloss, you're going to have to really be careful because it will take the sheen off just like it will the paint of the car as well. So, Magic erasers are great. Just be careful. toilet bowls. This is another one that most of you don't think about because it's porcelain, and it can scratch as well. Be careful um, because it will also it will also take the finish and the sheen off of a a you know porcelain toilet bowl and things along those lines. So again, that's another area where you want to be careful because you don't want to mess up and actually do more damage than it's worth. You may be trying to take some stains and things off of the inside of the toilet bowl that by the time you're all said and done, uh, you've actually made it worse than what it was to begin with. Uh, no, no matter how tempting it may be to use a magic eraser to clean the dirt on your fingers, especially your kids, be careful. Again, because it's abrasive, it's like using sandpaper. You have to be careful of using that on your skin because it will take... The skin off, especially somebody that is not as calloused as, you know, some of us that, you know, work with our hands on a pr- pretty routine basis, you get kind of callous. That's a different situation. But when it comes to your kids especially, yeah, yeah you want to be careful. Bottom line, and I'll kind of close out this whole magic eraser conversation this way, and this is something Charlie and I talk about, believe it or not, talk about it a lot because we use them around the studio for different things. Be careful. Take a spot. And by the way, really quick as we're here at the car show, I just saw a couple of looks like F sixteens that were probably at the flyover for the C U game that's about to start. Looks like they probably did a flyover over that and then they're heading back out east to the to the base. So uh uh in honor of them. And again, we're at the American Legion Post eleven eleven, ninety nine fifty nine Wadsworth Boulevard, so we're ninety ninth and old Wads is really where we're at. And again, there's a bake sale today, music, breakfast burritos, biscuits and gravy, all sorts of goodies, so come by. Back to the Magic Eraser, do a spot test. As I said earlier, that's one of Charlie's number one rules is if we're going to do anything even around the studio is go do a little edge of something first, make sure we're not damaging. Now, I also will tell you this, the older the Magic Eraser gets, the less effective and less damaging it is. In fact, you're going to hear those F-16s fly over right now as you're listening, so I'll be quiet for a moment let you hear them. Nothing cooler, by the way. So yeah, I'm guessing they're doing a flyover up at the game. So, if those guys are not listening, but thank you guys for what you do, and all you veterans that are out there listening as well, and that's where we're at today, uh, American Legion, of course. Uh, you know, thank you, vets. We appreciate all that you do and as we head into monday september 11th thank you thank you now some of you that'll be listening to this on tuesday it's been the day before same thing though thank you vets we appreciate all that you've done for us and our country and the freedoms that we have and it's partially what this car show that we're at today is all about so if you haven't been by come by say hi if you haven't if you've got a car you want to show bring it by as well we still have room to enter your car into the show itself and Get a chance to show it off and meet some people at the same time. 9959 Old Wadsworth Boulevard, Cranker Car and Bike Show. And don't forget all the other great things that are here today, and all the proceeds benefit the American Legion Charities. Guys, with that, again, if you're listening on Tuesday, thank you very much. Rush to Reason will follow. Today, though, it's Saturday. It's a live show, September the 9th. And uh, so if you're listening on Sunday, by the way, no, we're not here. and You won't be to Fix It Radio until later in the day. But, no, we're not here. This is a Saturday-only event. Drive Radio's coming up next. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560.